a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Alpine Stars Protects on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast, presented by Maxis and Alpine Stars. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Real interesting show today with Brian Myerskoff, uh, old racer from the uh, late 70s or mid 80s, uh, who, if you look it up in the vault, did very, very well for every time he raced and, and left the sport for a little bit. So interesting guy, obviously very, very talented on a motorcycle, and I was stoked to catch up to him. Um, and thanks to Bones for giving me his number and, and reminding me about Brian Myerskoff. So thanks to Fly Racing, flyracing.com, from the uh, FR5 boots to the uh, light hydrogen gear to the FR to the Formula Helmet, I should say. They uh, will dial you in, and uh, thanks to flyracing.com, go to your local dealer, get you some fly racing, and because Zach Osborne wears it, right? That's a good that's a good reason. If you don't like Zach Osborne, then Justin Bogle wears it. Blake Baggett wears it. So, yeah, figure it out. Get some fly racing. Uh, dial yourself in. Absolutely fantastic stuff. Uh, Monster Cup, they released the Fly Light Hydrogen LE Coral stuff. And, uh, yeah, so please check that out as well. Thanks to Maxxis, Maxxis Tires, MXSTs, available now. They're developed by the king, Jeremy McGrath. Great mountain bike tires as well. Light truck tires, trailer tires, UTV, Maxxis.com, everybody, for your tire needs. And uh, I've got a set of the MXSTs, and I'm going to put them on soon. So I'll let you guys know. Kiefer, Kiefer rides with them here and there and likes them. So please check them out. Also, uh, thanks to Alpine Stars. Tech 7 is my boot of choice, but the Tech 10 is the most advanced boot in motocross today. And you'll see it on the feet of many, many racers out there. And their A1 chest protector that goes underneath or over top, A4 chest pro, the bionic neck support system, all great products from Alpine Stars. You know the name. You know the quality that A-Stars has over the years and all the athletes that they help. And uh, what a roster of lineups. Uh, what a roster of athletes that they have at A-Stars. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Appreciate it. Support the sponsors. Support the show. All right. On to Brian Myerskoff. And now, as promised, on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast, a rider that uh, I've never met but certainly read a ton about over the years, and I'm happy to uh, have him on the show finally to uh, break down his good career racing motocross and what he's doing now and everything else. It's Brian Myerskoff. What's up, Brian? How are you? Yeah, how you doing? Um, you know, really happy to be on the show. I feel uh blessed actually so yeah it's incredible well thank so, you i nice. appreciate it we we uh we both owe bones at pro circuit a, a, a thank for that because he's the one who got me your number yeah yeah that was interesting because so yeah i mean you know when i was younger i remember bones right riding a 125 husky you know at local <laughs> yeah. races at saddleback yeah. a big tall skinny guy <laughs> on an underpowered husky at the time and so yeah it was just so it's kind of funny right so, yeah. absolutely no he's a good guy and uh 
I've been trying to get him to do one of these with me, but he doesn't like talking about himself ever. But he likes talking. He certainly loves bench racing, you know. But he doesn't want to do one of these. So <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, all right. <laughs> um, so what's what's going on with you now, bro? What's what's happening, Brian? Where are you at? What's going on? Yeah, probably. Uh, well, I'm in the UP in uh, Upper Michigan. Okay. And uh, right by the Canadian border, Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. Basically, I came up here because my mom lives up here. My sister, my mom suffered from dementia. Uh, I didn't know how long she had left. And uh, I kind of came up here to help my sister take care of her. Uh, she's now in a nursing home. And so I just, uh, you know, I stayed up here basically. Nice up there, right? Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's nice up for, you know, a lot of snow right now, but true, yeah. True. So I'm still getting used to that cold and the <laughs> snow stuff, so well, for sure. You're born and raised Southern California kid, huh? Right? Yeah, right. Yeah. So I, you know, like I was born in uh, Southern California in Santa Ana, actually, and then uh, basically I grew up in a place called Cala Mesa. It's right next to Yucaipa, okay. which is close to, you know, kind of the famous riding place, Beaumont. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yep. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I grew up there, and then uh, just kind of all started there, really. You uh, you ride a dirt bike at all anymore, or when's the last uh, time you yeah, rode? Yeah, like when I came back to California last year and visited my son, uh, yeah, I rode like a dual-sport bike, and oh, cool. he lives right where I grew up. So all the trails where I grew up riding and stuff, we were able to uh, ride, and, yeah, it was great. So, that's awesome. You know, when yeah. You, so, yeah. Um, no, that's cool. That's, that's, that's great. So where... Where's your national winning trophies? Where are they at, Brian? You still got them? You still you still look at them once in a while? Yeah, like wow, I you know like so you know like yeah, I won like uh, so one of them I don't know where they're at. So oh, actually, come on. <laughs> yeah, um, they, I could they could be at my cousin's house as a friend of mine mm-hmm. that you know had some of my stuff. Uh, a lot of stuff got you know just. It's lost or whatever, yeah, right? It's yeah, a yeah. long story, but it's yeah. like, yeah. So um, I have a couple things, but, um, yeah, for the most part, I don't have a lot of the stuff, but, you know, it's okay. Yeah. Um, you got your memories. Yeah. So, yeah. I remember, so, yeah, I won, like, the 79 National Hang Count, so yeah. the first race there. Um, kind of always remember being like on the top of the motor home with Bob Hanna, right? And, yeah, yeah. Uh, he won the 250 class at the time. And then, uh, another race I won was at Saddleback in 1980. Yeah. And, uh, so that was probably, you know, I mean, that was one of my best well, professional races ever, probably. Yeah, I think about being a born and raised Southern California kid. Saddleback is where it's at that you, you probably watched. Right. You went there to watch the Nationals when you were a kid, and now you win it in front of all your family and friends. Like, that would be insane. Yeah, you know, we raced a lot of races there, and even, you know, like mm-hmm. I rode many, many cycles and yeah. stuff. So, yeah, I'd grown up there and raced a lot there, and you know when the you know the Transams and all that used to come like in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we used to go watch and you know watch Roger and all the guys yeah. and just uh, so yeah, it was you know great memories. Uh, so yeah, I just loved all that stuff for sure. Um, you follow the sport much now, Supercross, Motocross? Are you are you? Oh watch yeah, it? I follow it for sure. Oh, yeah. do you? Oh, cool. Right on. Yeah, yeah, and it's like when I told my son, yeah, that guy got a hold of me for like doing a, you know, he listens to your show and goes, yeah, he's a big fan. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> and that's so awesome. yeah, like both of us, I would say, are you know like huge fans. So oh, I good. love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I follow it and just. Um, 
So I've always, you know, like it's just the best sport in the world to me, and it always has been, oh, and awesome. always will be. Yeah. So yeah. Can you uh, can you believe we're on four strokes now, Brian? That's four strokes yeah, right. are where it's at, right? Can you imagine that? So, so yeah, like yeah. So it's you know a lot has changed and everything. So it's yep. been all really interesting and. Um, but yeah, I follow it, and I just uh, so yeah, I really love it. For when sure. you when you were living in SoCal, did you go to some supercrosses now and then and hang out? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'd been to a few of them. So yeah. and go to Anaheim, and you know the guys. Uh, so yeah, some of the guys that we kind of grew up with racing. I don't know if you know Todd Peterson. You know Team Swollen. Well, then he had a big group of us. He has like a shop down there, okay. and then uh, so yeah, you know. Uh, um, uh, oh, good. That's that's good. That's good. You're you're on top of it, and you're still following. That's cool. Because some oh, of these, yeah, hey, sure, like, some yeah. of these, some of these ones I got, I do with the older guys. They don't really, yeah. It's just it's not part of their life anymore, you know. And it's it's uh, and I and I I can never understand that because we, I was just like you, and although much 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 slower, but I grew up with it my whole life since I was four years old, you know. Yeah. So it's all I. <laughs> this sport is all I know, right? So it's, yeah. it's crazy. Um, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. No, yeah. go ahead. Well, I mean, I just, you know, like there's probably been times where I didn't really follow it as closely and everything, Mm -hmm. but it's just always been in me. And so it's something that I always loved ever since, like you're saying, from a kid. So when I was very young, I knew kind of exactly what I wanted to do for some reason. And then, uh, you know, my parents weren't into motorcycles, but I had two older brothers. One of my older brothers was into riding, so we both rode and, um, so yeah, I've always kind of really been into it, and so yeah, I follow it a lot today. And you know, it's very interesting, yeah. you know. And then, you know, so I really, you know, enjoy some of the the shows and how the guys' career and yeah. how they handle things. And so it's very like uh, I've learned a lot, basically. Now reading <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. reading about your career, uh, let's go back in the time machine a little bit, way back when. Reading about your career, my whole life, and 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 I mean, I, you were. I, I'm guessing you and Wardy, you and Jeff Ward, were right. kind of the Stuart Carmichael of the 80s in the mid-70s, really, right? I mean, you guys seem like yeah. you were the amateur 80 gods back then. Right. So, yeah. It was, you know, like, there was a lot of us, but I'd have to, you know, like, yeah, both of us were very close and, mm-hmm. uh, you know... Um, very close racing together. And even when we were younger, you know, we used to hang out and yep. um, we were friends, close friends or whatever. And so, uh, yeah. Uh, so, and, and it's funny because when you look at the, your results immediately, of course, Wardy, Wardy didn't win his first race until like 83, I think, was his first race. Um, maybe, yeah, and it took a while for him to get going. He was a smaller guy, of course. Immediately when you guys jumped into pros, you had more success than him as a pro. Yeah, you know, like, I don't know. Um, it's just kind of the, I don't know, I probably grew a little bit for one thing. And then, uh, you know, like, I don't know, with with him, it's like, it. none of it surprises me because when I was very young, so I don't know if you've seen that, you know, like on the On Any Sunday movie. Yeah, Where he's yeah. doing the wheelie. Yeah, yeah, the wheelie. The You're right. Yep, well, yep. When he was a kid, you know, me and my brother were at Saddleback, and we'd, I was watching him go around the minibike. Ah, I got to meet this guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, we used to ride trials, right? So that's yep. when I kind of first knew him. His dad rode trials. Uh-huh. That's how I started out riding trials, and he did. But he raced at the same time, too. Anyways, Jeff's always been, a, you 
you know, a huge talent. Yeah. And so I knew, you know, like he would win eventually. It's just, you know, sometimes it takes time. And, sure, sure. And, um, and all that. So, yeah. When you turned pro, you rose a couple of nationals in 77, uh, according to the Racer X Vault. And then uh-huh. in 78, uh, you came you, – you, start racing the whole year were you factory suzuki were you on a b ride did they put you on the factory team then i'd say 78 uh no it was a factory ride so yeah. i did like a couple nationals in 77 mm-hmm. like on a you know i had a privateer suzuki r&d racing right. uh did my bike and everything and they were tied in with suzuki anyways um and i'd <laughs> you know i don't know this is so I did two nationals, or yeah. probably like two or three nationals. One of them was in Midland, Michigan. That's close to here. Yeah. Another one was at a place, and probably not a lot of guys are going to know this one. Is a place called Keysburg, Illinois. Okay. They had one national there. It was the roughest track I've ever ridden in my <laughs> whole life, period. I think Bob I've heard Hanna. some stories of that, yeah. yeah. Okay, so Bob Hanna killed everybody, lapped up to probably second place. And I mean, there's a lot of good guys yeah. there. Yeah. I got lapped twice. I mean, I was done before the the halfway <laughs> mark. It was just all bumps, rough, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so so yeah. But anyways, the next year, so seventy eight, uh, you know, I had done good, like in local races, Golden State races. Yeah. I had probably given like Glover some challenges, or mm-hmm. maybe beat him, or whatever. And then uh, you know, I got signed up with Suzuki. And then I got third in the nationals in seventy eight. Yeah. So, well, yeah. this is I'm trying to like equate our listeners like. This is a kid, an amateur prodigy kid, you know, just the next Carmichael, the next Stewart, like that type of level. And then you jump in in your rookie year, you get third overall, 125 Nationals, Glover, Moiser, uh, Moiser, Moiser? Yeah, Moiser. So Galen Moiser, yeah. yeah, uh I never knew how to pronounce his last name. And then yourself. uh, You beat Wardy. You beat some guy named Mark Barnett in the standings. Um, Uh So it's a successful year for you uh, as far as that goes. No supercrosses for you? I would say, like, no. So I was mainly just a 125 guy. I was yep. still small. I was very skinny. Yep. I wasn't that strong. Um, you know, I might have did a couple supercrosses in 78, you know possibly. You know what surprises me in 78 was your one of your best races was Southwick. So you grew up in Southern California, uh-huh. but somehow you're still fast at Southwick. I guess that's all the California Beaumont dunes, huh? <laughs> Yeah, so it's like, yeah, well, yeah. So, yeah, Southwick's another, like, a rough one, you know, obviously. And then, uh, so, yeah, that was a lot of fun. I probably did okay there. I just, I always tell my, so, yeah. I don't know if this was 78 or 79, but one year, Uh so it was like, I'm trying to go for the championship, and I go, I remember Glover, you know, I'm kind of battling him. Anyways, he was leading. I pass him, I go, yeah, I can, you know, like I can put it on him. So basically he played me. You know, he was smarter than me at the time. He probably, you know, it's just um, Just basically I led the whole race. It was 40 minutes at the time. They were longer races. At the end, he passed me. So he kind of shadowed me the whole race, and he passed me, and then I didn't have the steam to try to get him back at the end. You were like, "Uh ah. That kind of that I always remember that I'm going, man. That guy was messed with me a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you got, yeah, you got third again in '79 overall. Uh, right. Yeah, like this is a, this is the start of a really really good career. Fourth in 1980. Um, Barnett's coming on now though. Now Barnett's starting yeah. to get better, huh? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you know, like he was always you know really yeah. good for sure. I mean, you know. 
he, always, you know, like, look at, he was way stronger than me. Dude was an animal. That, that, that's so the best I can tell you. That's yeah. what I hear, right? People, like, uh, you know. like, I did one of these with Bob. I've done a few of these with Bob. And Bob doesn't give out compliments very easy, as you know, Hannah. And yeah. he yeah. he talks about Barnett, like, in, in a very admir- a- admirable f- uh, form. Like, he... He's like Barnett was right. a, was a real man. Like he was a tough yeah, son of right. a bitch. So, um, yeah, you know, and this is something like I'd probably seen a quote someplace. I don't know if it was from like Jeff Ward, mm-hmm. and this was, you know, like we were kids riding against a man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, he got to where his training. You know, I mean, he was. I mean, it was just, it was, yeah, incredible. Did so. you did you hang out with him much? Because now you're on Suzuki's with him, right? Not necessarily, no. so no. no. But, you know, like when we're, we would test together and stuff, so yeah. Right, right. Oh, that's yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, So 1981, you, you just took it off from what I read? You just... So, yeah, so what? basically like in 80, yeah. I was really trying for the championship. I'd moved to... Um, you know, at that time, I'd moved to, like, San Antonio, Texas, so I was living right oh, wow. next to okay. Ken Howerton. So he was kind of like, so me and him could train together. Yeah, so yeah. basically, you know, that was a great experience because, you know, Kent was like, wow, you yeah, know, yeah. like I used to read about him when I was a kid, right? Sure, yeah, absolutely. And then, then I'm riding with him, and so it was like, um, so basically, you know, I'm training very hard and trying to, you know, win the championship and all that, and uh and that's when I won the Saddleback race. I probably, you know, and I probably at one time I might have been leading the championship. Basically, I kind of got burnt out towards the end of the year. And I had probably like overtrained, basically. Really? Some yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then it kind of, you know, it got checked out by doctors. Basically, they said like I had hypoglycemia, which is a low blood sugar problem. Mm-hmm. At that time, people didn't really know what that is. And, you know, looking back at it now, through all the other things I've been through, it's a combination of things. So maybe trying, to, I realized, like, you know, like training too hard, um, not kind of having enough confidence, yeah. and then trying to compensate by training harder. And everybody, you sure. know, like, yeah, yeah. so it's like now, you know, guys have trainers, they're smarter in all this thing. Oh, and yeah. they're smarter on how to to manage, like, a whole season nicely. So um, that's, you know, like, so yeah, that's very interesting you, all to me. Were you matching Kent? Were you doing Kent's program and it was killing you? Or well, were you doing more than that? I'd or? say that probably, like, I don't know, like, I kind of remember, like, I'd come over, you want to go running? No. Hey, <laughs> I would probably, like, train, like, I was more probably gun-ho as okay. far as yeah, doing yeah. training than he was. He was more naturally, like, you know, he was, like, strong. Right, right. So once he kind of started training, like, more... And, you know, our bikes were good. That's kind of when he won the 250 championship. So I mm-hmm. believe, and not, and this isn't like to say like, but me and him training together, I believe kind of, you right. know, it helped both sure. of us. Sure. And then I believe it helped him that particular year wow. also, because it was probably one of his better years where he won the 250 championship. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, well, being Southern California, that heat and humidity in Texas probably really worked you also. Kent, yeah, it Kent was born me. and raised so there, it was right? Like, yeah, I just. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. So when you so you go th- three three four in your first three years as a pro overall standings, right? You know, you win some I, races. Um, what happened? 
Okay, so the last race, I'm sorry, but it's like, yeah. so I didn't ride the last two nationals, and I still got fourth, so which oh, really? wasn't bad. Oh, shit. Okay. I didn't even race the last two races because basically I was kind of sick, right? And so, yeah, and then I took time off, so that's kind of what happened. Um, yeah. How is Suzuki just drops you? Do you say, hey, I, I need time off? Suzuki's like, you're fired? Yeah, it's works? just kind of like um, a mutual, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, take time off, and then... Basically, I was going to, so I probably took like the whole 81 off, and then I, you know, they were going to take me back, actually, and then during that time, then Honda started talking to me, actually. Yeah. So, you know, so when I came back, I started, I basically had signed a contract with Honda. Right. You know, and, and then I tried to come back maybe in 82. I didn't feel I was totally ready. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, were you seeing doctors all the like? Obviously, we know. Yeah, like right. You said, we, doing everything. Right. So with the, uh, I mean, it's insane. Everything. I, I don't <laughs> really know hypo. I, I just I equate that to diabetes in a way. I, I don't. Maybe not. Right. So it's kind of something. You know, it it probably. It, so yeah, it's. You know, do you uh, still suffer from it today, or did you fix it? Did you I'd say it? no. I've gotten a lot of help on a lot of stuff, so yeah, I'd yeah. say no. But it's it's something that probably a lot of people maybe have, and to different degrees. And yeah. so a lot of it was I kind of like uh, overtrained with some of it, and was it? You know, some, I burnt some, myself out. Was it? Yeah. Was it a bit of mental issues too, as well? Like yeah, a bit of mental, mental exactly. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so like depression comes into it. Um, wow. you know, like a lot of different aspects yeah, yeah. basically because, you know, I've learned stuff over the years. And so, yeah, it's a combination. Of things, like when really. you, when I was growing up and reading motocross action about you, it just was like, uh-huh. it was just saying like, oh, Meyer Scoff is sick. And then, uh, yeah, and, then right. and then like, you didn't, you were just gone. You know, there's no internet back then. There was nobody to call you for an interview. You just, you were gone. Right. You know, it was it was crazy as a fan because I was just like, what's what's going on? Why would this guy not ride? He's really good. What what happened to him? Yeah. You know? So it was really yeah. strange back then. Um, uh, so so 81, you just uh, – you, did you ride at all? Do you just you – I would just... say probably hardly any. Yeah, and yeah. Just, um, yeah, so I took a lot of time off and the thing with the doctors and the diet. And, yeah. So and 80, then, in 82, you, know, like, you just I did a couple of People races. know more. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just – it was a little – big ordeal and so i probably it was difficult a difficult time and then to try to come back i i felt i it was just a weird feeling like you know what's the matter with them and so yeah that's a lot of a mental type of thing is all thrown into the mix so, yeah, yeah yeah no absolutely well you you rode you rode one race in 82 it looks like or at least got you got one point anyways in the race in 82 yeah. and, that, and that was on a honda now yeah, so yep. basically I rode a Honda a little bit, and so, yep. and basically I'd signed a contract where I was going to ride factory Honda, and then I came back, and so I did testing, and I, ah, I don't really feel strong enough, and, right. you know, my confidence was really shook after that period mm-hmm. of quitting and stuff, and so, yeah, I was really kind of in a, it was just difficult, and then my confidence wasn't good. Basically, then I came back in 83 and did a full year. And did did so in at a lower level. So instead of having a factory ride, I kind of did it more on my own, to where we just had like a supported type yeah. of deal. Was it a factory bike, or was it just a no? Production? So yeah. I started out with production bikes, and yep. this is 
you know, then basically at the time they had, like with Honda, I'd say like an A, B, and C team. So yep, yep. the A team was the full factory guys. The B team was guys on production bikes, but yet they had mechanics and box vans, and maybe they got paid a little bit, and I just had, like, bikes and parts, so, and with my own mechanic. Okay. So once the year progressed then, and I really tried hard that year in 83 to really make all the races was one of my goals, and then my goal was to get top five in the nationals and top ten in supercross which i achieved and uh but basically they started giving me work spikes yeah i was helping with testing and and that nature and so that's basically then i got a 125 work spike and i got a 250 work spike so that's kind of what happened and And how good were those and how good were those yeah yeah they were great Uh, so incredible really so yeah this is uh omera bailey hannah Right, um, just a great team, yeah. great team of guys, like factory, the, the factory guys. Jeez. Yeah, exactly. Did you so, yeah. did you bond with any of them? Did you get along with any of them? Well, uh, yeah, you know, you know, like I don't know, I didn't really know Bob Han all that much, and so, um, but you know, it was always like probably in all of them a little bit. So yeah, um, but I'd say Bailey and Omar a little bit. Right. right. So I always kind of yeah, like I hunt hung out a little bit at Bailey's house in Axton, Virginia. And oh, cool. So I kind of have a memory of me, David Bailey, and Johnny O at Bailey's house, right? Yeah. Kind of we're doing stretches in his living room and, you know, just doing right. exercise. We rode there at his Bailey Supercross track and all that. And, and Honda's like, hey, you're you're good again. Here's some bikes. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So it was like, like I said, I started yeah. with the production bikes. Right, right. I was doing good. And they gave me the better bikes, and so yeah, it was great. Oh, that's that's really cool. That's a it's a nice comeback story for you, right? I mean, I'm sure you weren't making a ton <laughs> yeah. of money, but from where you were, you know, basically all of '81 done, and basically all of '82 you barely rode. Also, so yeah, that's a cool. Right. I think about so, yeah, and it was really like important in '83 because it's like like I said, I really yep. was determined yep. to make the whole year and qualify for every Supercross. Yeah, and, yeah you know, make the nationals. And so, yeah, you know. You know what's crazy in the history of moto is if you sit out a year, I mean, Bradshaw sat out a year and a half. He was never the same. Kudrowski sat out a year. He was never the same. It's just, you know, it's just the nature of the sport, right? It's it's such a progressive sport. It's so hard. And then I I talked to you, and now I'm talking to you, and you took almost two years off, and you came back and was pretty damn good. Uh, I did a podcast with Tripes, about two months uh-huh. ago, he took a whole year off in his prime, came back and started uh-huh. winning again. It's pretty hard. To, you got to be pretty talented, Brian, to take that much time off and still do well. Yeah, you know, I would say I was never at the level when I won the Nationals and all that. Right. But it was like, um, I, you know, like, I don't know. I'd ridden so much when I was younger. Um, it's all I knew. Mm-hmm. It's all I wanted to do. Yep. And then uh so yeah, I did I did pretty good actually and to be to even compete with those guys. So yeah. So one of your heartbreaks of your racing career and there's a few of them, but one of your heartbreaks is 83 USGP at Unadilla. Uh you get uh-huh. you, you show up, you're on a factory bike, you get second in the first moto. Bailey wins the first uh-huh. moto, you get second. Right. This is all the, you know, right. all the Europeans and everything else. Second oh, moto. Yeah. Second moto, you check out and you're gone. And and you're gonna win a USGP, which back then 
was a massive yeah. deal. It was, you know, a huge deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and you were going to win, and you just, you just got, you just faded, huh? You just, you started getting sick. Yeah, and, yeah. I have to say, I hit the proverbial wall, <laughs> like as a, as a, you know, like a marathon runner. I just bam. Yeah. So I basically went from first to fifth in the last two laps. I was just, I was. Dead. Oh, so you, you, um, were, you were two laps away from doing it. I didn't know it was how close probably. you were. Two or three laps, probably. Holy and, shit. Yeah, and I remember I got into the lead probably at the 30-minute mark of the second moto. And, yeah, I was pulling away. And, like, so, yeah, you know, like, I, you know, I was good enough to, yeah, I would have won the race for sure. Probably oh. I'm thinking, I think back now, I'm like, ah, that could have changed oh. my whole career. But, it's like, you know, I'm just... Um, so, yeah, I'm happy, uh, you know, like I'm not discouraged or whatever. Yeah, I don't want to bring Just up some to, bad memories for you, Brian, here. <laughs> no, I mean, it's like a good memory because it's like, you know, it was a good finish anyways. I still got third. It was an all-American podium. Danny Laporte was second. He was like the reigning champion. He'd been in Europe and all that and just – um you know, so it was, and it was a difficult race. So I remember even Bailey couldn't make it to the podium because, you know, he was puking or whatever. You know, it was very difficult. And like I said, like the races were longer then, so that was a little bit different too. Yeah, I talked to David about it, and uh, I, I was texting with David about it a little bit. Um, you know, obviously that was a huge win for him, right? He. Yeah, right. Yeah, he he grabbed it, and it was a heartbreak for you. And he he just said he said your raw speed was incredible in the second moto, and that uh, he hit the wall the same time as you, and you but you hit the wall harder, and in effect gave him the win. Uh, he yeah. goes, "I'm glad I won, but Brian was the man that day. I was bummed for him." That's what David Bailey said. So yeah, yeah. I mean, this yeah. is this is Joe Bay, Laporte, yeah, all these guys, and then yeah, exactly. Uh, and my hero, um, and my hero, Myerskoff was there too. Uh, rollerball, he did good. He did good that day. Peterson. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I remember, like I know, I raced with I know Roll, he, uh, Rollerball Peterson. Yeah, yeah right. He, well, he was my Canadian hero. He get, he went like four or yeah. five that day. Like he crushed it for him. That was a great day. Uh-huh. Um, how many times, Brian, <laughs> have have idiots like me asked you about that race over the years? Huh? Oh, you know, like probably I don't know, not that probably many, but yeah. So it's one that people remember. Um, anyways, I, <laughs> this is kind of a funny story, but. You know, now people, some of my friends have made a Facebook page and put mm-hmm. all this memorabilia and stuff. And yeah. so, and you know, people, anyways, a guy got a hold of me from New York, but he saw the race there and it was just like it, like it blew his mind, kind of. He yeah. named his son after me. Whoa. And he got his son on the phone and we all talked. And no like, way. Yeah, it's, oh, it's wow. insane, really. That's cool. So, yeah. yeah. And, and this is something kind of crazy. He says it was like an out of body experience. I go, wow. Yeah. Wow. Dude, I can imagine. <laughs> anyway, I mean, so, you know, yeah. You, know, you, you, were, I mean, I, you were a good rider, but to pass the world champions and Bailey and all these guys and going to win a USGP, that was, that was a ride. That was a hell of a ride. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was it hot that day? Do you remember thinking in your helmet, like, I can't believe I, uh, I, can't, believe I can't keep no, this up? No, but here, he, I, I'd say it probably wasn't, you know, like, all that hot, but I don't know. It's just, here's one of the things that I kind of remember. On the GP, so I I wasn't really totally prepared. Maybe I didn't know I was going to do that race because Johnny was going to do it. So oh, okay. Johnny Amara. Yeah. But he was in the points chase for the 125 series so he kind of lected out of it or whatever and then i was probably filled in or whatever so anyways what i'm gonna 
what I was going to tell you that, you know, because the GPs, they had a lot of practice on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, and then time qualifying. So it's a whole different schedule than our nationals right. or whatever. I probably rode too much on Saturday is sure. one of the things yep. because the track was so nice. Yeah, right? yeah. So it was at the time when, you know, it was just they let the grass grow. And then, right. you know, once you kind of wore in the track and then it's nice and loamy and then it's like probably rode too much and too hard on Saturday. And that probably affected me adversely on Sunday. Those are those factory so high, it's, lower, it, t- lower tanks on those Hondas. They were trick. They were so good. Yeah, right. yeah, they were good. Oh, yeah, they were great. You know, and so, yeah, they're really good bikes for sure. Uh, Bailey also said, uh, please tell Brian I always thought he was an amazing rider and I enjoyed the little bit of time we rode together and then I said hi. So Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, so. thank you. And I say hi. I know he knows like a mutual friend of mine. And, right. You know, like, look, at I just have always just really, really, you know, like had the utmost respect and mm-hmm. love, you know, like Bailey was just incredible. He's an incredible person, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I um, just like, wow, man. So 83, so, so, okay, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say it was just like, um, you know, it was just like a pleasure to be able to ride with them and to know them and just, yeah. you know, and stuff and the stuff that he's comp- accomplished after racing and the kind of person he is is really like, um, so it's really like great. Yeah, no, that's, that's yeah. awesome. No, I, I agree with all of that. So in 83, you get fifth overall in, in 135 Nationals. So you've gone 3-3-4. Three, three, five in your first right. you know every season that you completed right and actually like you said you didn't you missed the last two in the uh in 1980 so you would have done even better um yeah right what happened in 84 did they did you stay with honda again what what did they do okay so kind of what happened was after that race i did you know like pretty good that year and they were giving me bikes and i was kind of you know i was tied in with them and so anyways we had decided or i wanted to you know we were going to sign a contract with them for the following year right because um so basically what happened was at the time um and i you know i'd gone over to race in australia actually with ricky johnson so i believe when i was gone or maybe when i was gone and i couldn't say this for sure but lachine because yamaha had gone to production bikes Well, basically, they got Lachine, and I don't blame them. Like, Lachine was better than me, just flat out. Right, right. And so, like, look at, and then he's younger. And anyway, so basically, they had kind of, he was able to get out of his Yamaha contract. Yep. And then sign with Honda, and then that kind of left me without a ride, and I didn't really know that all transpired right at the time, and I was... I wanted to sign the contract probably before I went to, you know, these Australian race or whatever, like off-season race, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, it happened. So, basically, what happened was in 84, I rode for Team Cam at the beginning, which mm-hmm. was a Honda-supported, like, a yeah. team yeah, Alan on King. production bike. Alan King, Tom yeah, Carson, right. I think, right? Alan won Hangtown that year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, on a production bike. Right, so. right. Um, so yeah, you know, and it was a probably like a pretty good deal, you know, box bands and everything. Sure, and, sure. but we didn't have the works bikes. And then it was like, I don't know, after a few races, I probably, I don't know, you know, I was young and just like, I got disgruntled probably. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. so, because I kind of felt like I kind of got gypped out of a contract. And so 
I was disgusted. And basically, I probably, like, what happened was I bought a Yamaha. I did one national, yeah. you know, kind of quit after that. I just go, I'm, you know, like, I, I was, pissed, you know, kind of pissed off. And yeah, then yeah. basically, <laughs> so it was like, you know, you, uh, basically did, what happened did was. Did you get I'm a job? Of, did you have to go get a job? Or did you have to get, like. No, a... what happened eventually was the people from South, the distributor in South Africa, the Kawasaki distributor. Okay called me and says, you want to come race over there? And I said, yeah, I'm going to go because they're going to pay me money. And, right, right. You know, like, I'm going to go. That's okay. So I decided to do that. So basically, I rode, like, six months over there in South Africa. Rex State oh, wow. was already there. Was, Jim Tarantino yeah, was and Larry Wasik. Yeah, Tarantino was there then also? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. So you were making and money, then, though. Uh, you were in South Africa, but you were making yeah, money. Yeah, you know, right. a lot of money. Uh, you know, so, but yeah. So it was something I kept racing. And so, yeah, I did that for 84, basically. Were you the, how'd you do in the national series there? How did you win? Okay. You you know, but Tarantino was kind of the king at the, at the moment. And I, I probably like, I didn't really like my bikes right at the beginnings a Mm -hmm. whole lot. And so it took time and eventually I got to where I could win and, Oh, so not, uh, but, so not, yeah, yeah, you know, like Tarantino was a tough customer. He had been there. He's kind of more dialed in. Yeah, and, he, and, uh, so yeah he but a, it was great. He was the king of Saddleback. Then he was this king of uh, South, the South king Africa. Of South Africa, <laughs> right. <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, oh, that's funny. So now you've gone to Australia. You've gone to South Africa, all these places. But, and this wasn't – back then there's no internet. There's no – it's really hard to travel to other countries back then. That's for sure, you know, like just to go um, – just to go yeah, and disappear. So it was nice because, yeah. yeah. Um, so then in 85, you're on Kawasaki. You ride the Nationals in 85 um, and some Supercrosses. That's for Team Tam 2, though, right? Well, no, I probably started when I came back. I rode Kawasaki maybe a little bit, but basically what happened is I ended up on Suzuki. So Oh, see, in the, vault, guy, in the uh, Racer X vault, they have you on Kawasaki for the entire 85 year. Oh, no, I rode Suzuki. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'd say for most of it, yeah. Okay. Um, If not all of it. And who who was that through? Well, that was basically funded by my dad, basically, for the most part. Yeah. So, like, Meyer Scoff Racing. Right, right. (laughs) So, kind of privateer, and then I got a little bit of help from Suzuki. The bikes I had were already built by R&D that I'd bought from another guy, and he had the box van everything, bought everything and i had two bikes and uh so yeah you know like i actually did pretty good that year because i got fifth in the nationals that year and i was top privateer and i was on a you know and and, production and suzuki's in 85 were not good that was not a good production bike in 85 yeah probably not the best bike so it's like you know um so yeah it wasn't bad actually so to get fifth in the nationals and you got like you know so you got rick johnson you got O'Mara, you got Hannah, uh, Wardy, and then Ward. Wardy, yeah, yep, um, yeah, right. Yeah, that, so those yeah. guys were ahead of me. Yeah, I, a couple of times I did, you know, stayed with some of them fairly decently, but and then I remember finishing in front of Hannah probably a couple of times, probably when he was hurt or whatever. <laughs> but it's like you know, uh, I did pretty good, and I missed one national there. I didn't race maybe Gainesville because it was too far to go. And yeah. then come back to Hangtown or whatever. So yeah, yeah. Wardy, uh, eighty-five. Ward, O'Mara, Johnson, Hannah, you. So yeah, right. pretty, pretty good, pretty good, uh, pretty good crew there. Um, yeah. And again, you had taken most of the previous year and a half off. 
like in American Racing. You just showed up. Right. You were were you a three digit guy? Did you have a national number? Or were you no, like uh, because I had rode, so I was number ninety nine, and uh, oh, I maybe right. did like one national or yeah. so or whatever, where I was ninety nine. So that was my number. I remember that. And didn't you wear? Did you wear answer? What's answer gear. Yes, exactly. answer ninety nine. Right. I, rem- I remember some photos. That's right. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's my, it's it's a curse and a blessing. My memory for this stuff. I can't remember my wife's birthday, Brian, but I can remember what. Gear no, I mean I I think it's incredible to even know who I am. Oh, <laughs> stop know? it! So, yeah. No, no, no. I, I, so, you know, so that's cool. Um, so any chance to get on a factory Suzuki team? Were they talking to you? Or were they impressed with you? Uh, not necessarily. <laughs> no, not really. Yeah. So it was just. Um, yeah, you know, it's one of them things to where as I, you know, I didn't set the world on fire or whatever, but it was like I was still, you know, like like I said, from such a young age, and yeah. I had, you know, like I used to practice a lot, and I'm well-versed at it, and even though I'm not maybe riding at times to my potential, I was good enough to yep. do pretty good. Are so, you yeah. are you, are you past your glycemic l- issue at this point is it still affecting you a little bit yeah for sure so kind of more dialed in a little bit so yeah right oh that's uh that's uh what a story it's just when you look at your results and you look at kind of you know how how good they were and then you think about well not many people really talk about brian myerskoff anymore and not not many people um you know know what he did and it's like you took a you took two years off and you come back and you're top five and you you take a year and a half off you come back you get top five it's like yeah. you know that doesn't happen uh, for most racers you, yeah you know so you're certainly pretty talented um fly racing racer x podcast with brian myerskoff brought to you by alpine stars and maxis want to thank those companies as well for coming on board uh, uh also race tech suspension race tech was around in your day brian Oh yeah, still, Paul Feed. Yeah, <laughs> Paul Feed. He used to work on two box bikes. Yes, he yeah. did. Yes, he did. Oh yeah, uh, like I remember all of it. Pulp nineteen. Pulp nineteen is the code to save at Racetech. Racetech.com. Get your motor work done. Get your suspension work done. And we want to thank those guys as well. And of course, Fly Racing. FlyRacing.com. Um, all right, Brian. Let's 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 uh, let's talk some more here. So eighty six. You get a you get you ride Yamahas, but uh, that's your final year. Yeah, I would say, uh, so yeah, basically I got like a support ride with Yamaha. Um, yeah, you know, like I knew my career was waning probably at the yeah. time. Yep. Um, and um, basically like I was, I rode the 125 class, the bikes weren't that good at the time. So no. basically it took a while to where we got, and this is because of my mechanic at the time, Jim Anderson, who works for White Power oh, yeah, yeah. and works for, you know, does all the suspension. He was my mechanic in 86. He, Jim, wait. And he worked wait, for Larry Jim, wait, Brooks in wait, 85. Wait, Jim Anderson, the the guy, WP guy, was around in 86? Exactly. So that works, and I just seen him at Paula with Roger, and just so, yeah, he was my mechanic. He lived at my house. I had so, no yeah. idea. I know who, I know he, he went way back in the sport. I had no idea he went that far oh, yeah. in the sport. Jeez, yeah, Anderson, okay. he looks young, right? Yeah, he does. Totally. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Wow. So I know. Okay, so he yeah. was your mechanic. So basically, kind of what happened, so he kind of, you know, my bike was slow, and in the 125 class, kind of like the 250 class now, you got to have a bike that runs, right? Yep, so, yep. so it took a while before my bike got really good because we didn't get the best parts because the factory guys would get the best stuff. So basically, he went to a guy, you know, and I'm Bud Asklin. So oh, yeah. he did a, 
a lot of the motor work. Anyways, we got some good stuff. Um, he took it upon himself to work. And so I got second in a couple motos, or I got like maybe, uh, you know, a Wash Ugo, I went 2-6 maybe, and maybe Kehoe won both motos. And another time was at Hollister, I got second in one moto there behind Eddie Warren, I remember. And and uh, this is a time when maybe uh, Mickey Diamond was winning the championship. Yeah, Diamond was champion. But I always remember kind of like, I was in second. Diamond was coming up from behind. Anyways, he like, and I knew this was going to happen. He he kind of like overjumped us to get me right at mm-hmm. the finish. So I knew he was going to like do this move, yeah, yeah. and then I squared him up and like beat him at the finish. But nice. I got second. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, I remember some photos of you in '86, and again, I'm like, what? What's his deal? Because he's placing well here and there, right, and and everything else, but. Well, I probably didn't do all that well that year, and I was just, you know, like, you know, over time and everything that happened, I got less focused, and so, yeah. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> what'd you do when you quit? Did you struggle a little bit for, um, for uh, you know, the, a lot of racers do, trying to find out what's next, right? Yeah, right. So, yeah, it was a huge struggle. Right. I'm just getting over it now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, so anyways, hey, you're just, you were, you're just I getting... really got an incredible story, believe me. You're, so, yeah. you're just getting over it now, and then some asshole calls you to ask about USGP once again. <laughs> no, I think it's great because it's like, you know, friends of mine, it's kind of like, like a reassertion of some stuff, but it's like, yeah, so basically, you know, I kind of, um, so I, you know, yeah. So yeah, like towards the end of my career, so I started. I probably drank more. Yeah. Um, I was really suffered from depression. I found out later, you know, basically, and um, so yeah, you know, drank and partied like a lot of guys or whatever, and so yeah, so it's been, um, you know, a lot of hard struggle really, and then it's like um, I don't know. I'm just thinking like now I'm I'm probably in the best position or best shape. Mm-hmm. mentally, physically, and spiritually my whole adult life, which is, That's I don't awesome. know, man. Oh, good. God, you know, like, yeah. I, the bottom line is God has blessed me, really, and so, and I'm just, it's mind-boggling a little bit, because, yeah, I was a bad alcoholic and drug addict. Were you really? Oh, it got, really get, it got into drugs, too, huh? Jeez. Oh, yeah, oh, like, yeah. you know, and then, then plus, you know, then the injury things, and then I got chronic pain issues, and just, yeah, yeah it's been yeah. like a right. incredible journey, really, um, and some very difficult situations, and just a lot of it's, you know, my a lot of it's my own making, but it's like, yep. you know, I've been able to get help on it all, and I'm very blessed, and, oh, you know, you know, so, yeah, you, you know, I couldn't. I feel good. So, yeah. Did you did you like quit cold turkey? Did you do any uh, European races or any South African races? Like at the end of eighty? Yeah, 87? you know, Those... like uh, actually, like in eighty eight, I raced in uh, Denmark, kind of like um, I'd say they're kind of like arena cross. Oh, okay. Type of thing, yeah, yeah. so smaller like uh, arena in Denmark. I did that, and then another yeah. thing that I did 
And this is like towards the end of my career. Then I kind of got into where I was testing a little bit for Honda. Well, I could oh, make okay. a little bit of money just testing. So, and this is when, you know, Honda landed in Simi Valley right, right, and right. John Michelle Bale and all that. Really? You're, so, you're, you're riding with those guys still. You're still riding. Well, That's, yeah, uh, he would yeah. come out there and like when he carved, and this is like a thing with Stan. Right. Like, see, he carved like JMB into yes. the hills. So yes. Stan's like, ah, you know, like I just train hard. And, right. and this guy just plays around on the bike and just. So, so anyways, yeah. I was there a lot, you know, like they would do like endurance testing where you do yeah, three yeah. 30 minute motos a day. Right. So, and get paid a hundred dollars or whatever. Yep. So it was something like I did. So basically after a while, you know, I was going pretty good after a while and getting in shape. So basically, um, I think it was uh, maybe 89. I did the Hollister like 500 GP there. Really? So oh, wow. Jim Castillo had built a bike for, like, Jackie Vermont, right? So yep. the French guy that was world champion yeah, yeah. kind of had, like, the gas tank going down low. Yep. Anyways, one of the motos, I was running fifth. I would have got it fifth for sure. So I was behind, like, Eric Gabors, and then I was in front of Kurt Nickel, yeah, yeah. right? And these guys are, like, first and second in the this world. Is, uh, I would have had, like, dogger, a solid Dogger won this one, I think. Right. Yep, yep. So he just, you know, he kills everybody right, right. who shows up. He's, but, he's still, you know. still hung over. <laughs> he's still hung over, for sure. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, and just, like, just, you know, like. <laughs> so you would have got fifth. Yeah, is, you were fifth in the moto. So basically, I was fifth till about two laps. They had like, um, because of, you know, how the gas tank used to be on the Honda to go down. Well, yeah, anyways, yeah. this was like a privateer yep. type of bike. And I believe, you know, this guy, Chris Haynes, who was my early mechanic with Suzuki, was, you know, working on it too. But it yeah, was yeah. like, okay, what happened was there's a pump that pumps the gas up yeah. or whatever. There's yeah. a, like some kind of wire that burnt or whatever got against the engine that, that utilizes the pump. Anyways, I ran out of gas with a couple laps to go, oh, so yeah. I would have got fifth. So it was like those guys were all stoked. And so what happened was I ended up going to Namur, Belgium, you oh, know, Namur. Namur, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. And so... And I ended up, like, in practice breaking my arm. But, you know, like, I shouldn't have been over there at the time. And I was not focused. I yeah, were was you already still, yeah, drinking were you still, too much. You and, were, yeah. You know. So you were you were still living a life outside of the track that wasn't going to help you on the track. Yeah, right. But it's like I had ridden, you know, it was kind of a last-minute deal. So it wasn't like, I, you know, let's go there. Okay, you know, and. You know, it's just one of them things. So I ran into one of those trees there and busted my elbow real bad. Yeah, yeah. You went around the castle and down the tree. Yeah, crazy. Um, yeah. So where the castle is, and that's a an iconic track. So just to be over there, and then we, you know, met up with Roger. I was able to see Roger's house that they used to show, like on Wide World of Sports. Yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> it's it's you know, like it, yeah, it's incredible. It, it's crazy to think about, like. You were you were done racing, and there was no internet. There was no nothing to read about you doing these races, and you almost got fifth in a moto in '89. You know, three years after you were done, uh, it's crazy. Yeah, uh, that yeah. just goes to show you how good you were riding a motorcycle, Brian. That's what that shows you how good you can ride a motorcycle. So, um, well, thank you. I mean, I'm really you know I appreciate it. Just maybe like, maybe grab I one should, now and go know. go to Loretta's. See how you could do Loretta's. <laughs> <laughs> Look at I got rods in my back. I got metal in my neck. I got metal in my elbow. Yeah, I got yeah. Metal in my ankle. Holy I'm smokes. rehab, but I'm feeling good. I've been doing a lot of like physical rehab. Oh, um, good. I've been in a lot of other. <laughs> 
So, yeah, other rehabs and just, yeah. um, um, I don't know. I've learned an awful lot. I feel like I'm just learning, and I'm I'm grateful to be here. Were because, you, like, like, I was telling my son, look, there's guys that, you know, we're all kind of aware of that aren't here yeah. anymore and yeah. because yeah. of, and I was no, you know. That's awesome. I, I used to drink and party and do a lot of ridiculous stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> I like the fact that you appreciate that. You know what I mean? You you really have you, know, a, you have an acceptance of where you're at and how lucky you are. That that's that's awesome. Well, I mean, that's incredible, really. It's unbelievable, really. So yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> the the funny story about the giant, like, and I've done, I've talked to both of them a ton. I just saw, I just went to Paris for the Supercross, the Bercy race, uh, uh-huh. and I saw JMB there again and talked to him briefly. And what's funny about those days is. Like JMB, whenever Stanton was there, he wouldn't do anything because he just wanted to make sure that Jeff knew that he didn't do anything and he could still beat him. But then when Jeff yeah. left, JMB would load up and do motos. You know, he would eat a kick, right. he would eat a chocolate bar in front of Jeff, but just, yeah, right. you know. But as soon as Jeff left, he would moto down. It's hilarious that JMB played these head games with them. You know, so yeah, I mean, he was like, uh, I don't know, I see him like, you know, and I used to watch all that, and so it was like I used to watch him. You know, racing. He was one of the most incredible guys that I've seen, really. Well, that was, and then yeah. as far as like a rider and his line selection, yeah. his like race craft, uh, the way he went about his business. This is where I like even now. Like I like watching the stuff, like how guys kind of operate, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and their mental outlook and where they came from, what motivates them. All these things are very like interesting to me. So yeah, I. I think I was just talking to somebody the other day about this, and and you know you were never a champion, so I'm not I'm not bagging on you here, Brian, but you were never a champion. <laughs> and there's a lot of guys that were never a champion. And I've been around. I worked at Yamaha for a while as a mechanic for for, for the factory team, and I worked at KTM with Langston when he came on. And I'll tell you what. And you were around Barnett, and you were around Bailey and Hannah. There's something different about these guys than a than a normal racer, a champion, a guy that you know wins a lot of races and titles. Now maybe maybe you can win one championship like Jason Lawrence or Shea Bentley or, or anything, but um, when you're a champion, man, these guys they just on their bad days they make it happen. On on in the mud they make it happen. They're just so mentally strong, right? Do you do you agree? I just whether it's Barnett in 1981 or you know Eli Tomac now. I just I don't know how much right. different. I, I, do you feel like there's just nothing different? Um, you know what I mean. So like, do, uh, well, do you feel like like? Was the question? Well, do you, <laughs> sorry. Do you feel like there's nothing different between a champion back in your day and a champion now? When you watch yeah, these guys prob- now, probably not. Right? Not yeah. Really? Um, because it's like I don't know. I realize like you know like in racing and all that. It's like. It really comes down to the like the mental aspect, right, you know, right? And totally. it's everything really, and the confidence. And I really lacked a lot of confidence when I got was older. Yeah. Whereas when I was very young, I probably like it just came kind of natural. I didn't even think about anything. So, um, so yeah, you know, like yeah. I think it's probably a lot of it's uh, kind of the same, basically, only a different time period, yeah. and then. Um, so yeah, it comes down to like the mental thing, and that's just—I don't know. Yeah, it's just well, kind of, and it's something that I've kind of, you know, had to even learn about over time. And like I'm saying, like look at all yep. these guys and yep, where, yep. what motivates you, and all this type of stuff. And yeah, so yeah, there's a lot of different factors in it. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, did you did you work at Troy Lee for a while? 
Did, did I remember reading? Yeah, that? I worked there probably for about three or four years. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. What, what, so you know, so you yeah, there? I was great, and Troy's yep. a great guy. You know, like, so yeah, I love Troy. You know, and he he's a very like, you know, genuine person. And then right. So yeah, you know. Uh, um, so that was. You know, he really was very, very good to me. So, What'd you yeah. do? What'd you do there? Did you get involved with racing at all? I kind of did like more construction and kind of. Uh, so, is at the time when they moved into like the new building there mm-hmm. um, that used to be like a Gnoll lumber at the time. Or oh, whatever. okay. Yep. So they had kind of moved, and so I was kind of involved in the construction part of it, and yep. kind of stayed there. And, oh, okay. You know, just doing what I could, basically. You know, uh, I'd kind of been in involved in construction before that and then sure. uh so yeah you know just um help build the bathrooms there oh, nice. and just you know doing a lot of different stuff so yeah um who is the best racer you've ever seen i don't know <laughs> i don't know there's, there's a lot of them you know yeah i'd say you know like i don't know when I was younger, Roger was my hero. Basically. Yeah, he was. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and we used to watch, I used to watch all the Europeans go to the USGP at Carlsbad with the Trans Amps at Saddleback. Right. I've right. seen a lot of guys, so it's like, yeah. Huh. I That's a hard one. I don't know. And here's another one that's really stuck in my mind. You know, like, I was there at the very first Super Bowl of motocross in 72. Oh, you were? You know, where yeah, Marty yeah, yeah. Tripes yeah. won at 16 years old. He right. never put his foot out for a corner. He, like, stood up the whole way, like, holy crime. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, so, and then the next year he won on a Honda. So the first, you know, anyways, Marty Tripes was incredible, basically. Yeah. As far as an American, I mean, I've seen him ride a Harley Davidson, and this sticks in my mind still. It's like a CMC local race at Carlsbad. He's on a putt, you know, like the Harleys were kind of crap. Yeah, they were garbage, right? right. Yeah, he talked about that. And it's like, you know, he just could ride it like whole, you know, feet on the pegs. It's like, you know, he... It was something really special at the time, for sure. Yeah, he um, he I, he's a little yeah. bit. I'm a little bit too young to remember him or, or watch much of it. But when I did my research when I was talking to him, I couldn't believe he rode all those Can Ams and Harleys, and and then he, he took the year off and he still won. He was working at a marina. He said, <laughs> yeah. "It's just hilarious." He rode every yeah. make of motorcycle there was, probably full taco can. You know, every year he's on a different team, and he was um, a big guy too. He's a big guy, you know. So, and then I'd have to say, like, I was at maybe um, like Southwick, maybe in '80 or '79, where maybe he was just kind of putting it on Hannah a little bit. Like, like Hannah would tell you, I, I would have a hunch. I don't really know the guy, but it's like when Marty Tripes was on, it was like over with. And I was like, yeah. I don't care who you are. It's like, and this, and that was a rough track too. So oh, for, for sure. him to like, yeah. you know, and Hannah would really shine on the roughest conditions. Yeah. Yep. So and the muddiest and the gnarliest, just like you know Carmichael and yeah. all the rest of them. So yeah. So when you so, yeah, uh, he was pretty incredible. When you started, so you talked about Roger being your hero. So you're working with Roger and Dave Arnold at Honda. Were you were you like a little intimidated by Roger? Were you just asking him all these questions? I mean, how was he to work? Like you kind of he was yeah, kind of your like, boss. I don't know when. So yeah, probably to a certain degree intimidated. I I suppose looking back at it, but yeah, you know. But Roger, like, 
I don't know. Like, I don't really know him that well at all, you know, but right, it's like, right. yeah, you know, he's a really good guy, you know, yep. and even now to remember me, like, oh, wow, you know, like I came up and talked to him a little bit, but, uh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, and just like I remember, so that race at Namar, right? So, um, you know, I was in the hospital. I had to stay mm-hmm. in Holland. I'd have my elbow worked on. Anyways, he had brought like my start money back, I believe, and gave it to him. Oh, you know, yeah, he's yeah. a Things really, like, that, like right, just, right. uh, Right. He's a really like great person and really like you know, so yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's good. Um, um yeah. what uh so Saddleback nineteen eighty. Did you win both motos? I, I didn't I didn't see that. Yeah, I won both motos there. Um Dude. So yeah, you know, what a I, day. Know, I probably won both motos by forty seconds. Really? Moto. Wow. Yeah, it was it was like <laughs> It was domination. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Brock will say now, you know, and like we were, you know, rivals or whatever. Yeah. yeah. A little bit or, you know, whatever. Sure. But, uh, you know, about the, you know, oh, I was the tires, right? And then I thought, well, man, he's got the access to the same tires. But I believe we did have a little bit better tire, something that, that it's like that, you know, like he raced Saddleback 2 all the time. So yeah, like, I, I was going to say, it's, it's not if home I track. If I would have had his yeah. tires, I would have won uh, by maybe 20 seconds. But listen, because my yeah. bike was very good. I'd race there. I had worked my whole life to get to that point, and, you know, just like him or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I know. mean, look, he's, he's 40 minutes away. He's got plenty of time on Saddleback, just like you. So, yeah. Right, yeah. exactly. He rode all them tracks. So um, like, uh, yeah, that would have been an awesome day, man. That would have been something that you just will never forget, right? You'll just... You're like, here I am. Yeah, I mean, even like, and this is the thing, and I know, like, even Doug Dubok, he's told me, like, he was there watching that day. It's like, some people, like, they still remember that race. I'm going, holy crime. That was, <laughs> I was just totally on that day. I mean, everything was just perfect. My bike was, you know, yeah. like I told my son, so, like, after the first race, after the first race at Hangtown, well, we made, like, a lot of changes on the motorcycle. So this is where, like, at the factory time when they had the box bands, you're your own entity kind yeah, of, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yep. so it's not, like, all together, right? So we kind of made some changes. We went to a smaller fork and a old-lean piggyback shock from, a, you know, like a factory Kiaba. Yep. My mechanic worked very hard, you know, and then we tested a lot and then we probably like the bikes for that year had like 43 millimeters i say and we went to the year before which were 38 oh and wow that's just kind of guessing yeah, yeah. so it had a better feel to it then we had better you know different back shocks and you know so is that like a so case yeah we made changes from the first week to the next week and then everything just kind of clicked yeah. and then so is that something where they would come to you and then say, hey, let, we're going to try this stuff with Mark, the bomber? We're going to try this stuff with the bomber? Well, it was like, a- sometimes we'd test together, but it's like yeah, I'm yeah. saying, like, you know, you're a team against, you know, looking yeah. back at it, you're a team against that guy. So we could kind of do what we wanted yeah, to yeah. a certain degree because right. then the factory, they said, wow, well, now we're not going to let you run old age. you got to run the factory right. stuff right, or right. whatever. You know, there's stipulations with all that. So, yeah. So, yeah, you know, like we were able to do make some changes that were really helpful. And um, so this is where, like, even that year, I believe, so Barnett, once I quit or whatever, or once I got sick and I didn't ride Alaska, Barnett actually got my bikes, I'm pretty sure. And, oh, really? Uh, yeah, Myers got bikes are better. <laughs> like, yeah, but, you know, yeah. this comes down to the mechanic. Taken like their own initiative, well, kind of. It was so. Yeah, it's funny because there's some great stories about in '90 JMB rode 125 Hondas, as did Kudrowski, 
um, for a factory, but Cliff Cliff White was doing the motors for JMB and and you know and Kudrowski's guy Ron Wood wasn't as you know he didn't know as much as Cliff. Not that he was dumb or anything, he just wasn't on Cliff White's level. And, right. and, and and you know they're they're teammates, but yeah, Bale's bike is way better. And then Bale broke yeah, his arm. Exactly. Kudrowski got Bale broke his arm. Kudrowski got Bale's stuff, and all of a sudden start, ripped off like two wins in a row. It, it's crazy yeah, right. that that's how it was back in the day. You know? Yeah. yeah. So it's like I can see where it's a lot. You know, like now it's a lot different because you oh, know yeah. you got one box that you're all working together and stuff, yeah. which is good and everything. But in the early days, it's like yeah, you're kind of on your own and like yeah. let it rip, right? And, so you can kind of go for it. And when I was at and Yamaha, that helped me. So yeah, when I was at Yamaha, you know, we would test parts. I was working for Ferry, and there was Villaman and Chad Reed on the team, and we'd, mm-hmm. we'd be testing some parts. And if something worked well, it'd be like, hey. We can't. We're not giving one person this part. We got to go make the part or get the part, and then all three of you will have it. That's how it was. You know what I mean? Right. Back then, so different than your day. So different. So. Yeah. Right. And so it's like that. You know, and saying that, like, yeah, them guys probably kind of had the same opportunity to do this stuff, but it's like, right. you know, we tested. I remember testing a lot of pipes together, and just like sometimes, and then this is where the rider comes in. Some guys, you know, like even if I did a faster lap time with a certain pipe and Barnett would try it or whatever, maybe he didn't like the, you know, like the power delivery or yeah. something doesn't really totally suit him or whatever. Right. So it comes down to, you know, like personal preference and all that. So, yeah. Uh, are you are you happy with your career, Brian? Are you are you? I mean, you yeah, I'd say I'm no happy regrets? with it now. I no probably regrets? wasn't happy for a long time. You yeah, know, I felt yeah. like, uh my goal when I was younger to be world champion, like Roger, basically. Sure, sure. So when I didn't, wasn't national champion and world champion and all that, yeah, I felt like I really failed and that kind of yeah. helped fuel the drinking, you know, and all yeah. that kind of thing. And so, yeah, so yeah, now I'm kind of like a, yeah. a lot of, I'm at peace with it for sure. Like it was lucky for me to even be able to do all that. You, you got know? so many podiums and so many top fives against the best riders in the world. Like you should be very happy with what happened, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, but, but it's never enough when you're like a driven athlete, I guess, right? You know, like I, yeah. And then it's like, I realized like I just had real high expectations. Like all them guys do. It's like, if they don't win, they're pissed, right? Yeah, so yeah, all yeah, them yeah. big guys. And right. I was kind of the same way. So it was like, um, so yeah, it took a long time to kind of get, come to grips with all that or yeah. whatever, you know, but, um, and, and the US... you know, I, I'm very grateful now. I'm just incredibly grateful to even be able to, to have done what I did and just like, and I still, you know, I started out because I just loved riding basically. Mm-hmm. And I still, you know, it kind of gets down to the core thing about just riding and the feeling you get riding a motorcycle, yeah. like, you, you know, you were riding today or whatever, like, yeah. That's what's really important, you know. Yeah, I, I, so, yeah, we had to postpone our podcast one hour because I was out riding, and I got to tell you, I absolutely loved it. I, I the track was perfect; it was watered, it was groomed, yeah. and I and I was having a great time riding my dirt bike. Yeah, you know, great. so yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, God yeah. damn it, though, Brian, I wish you would have won that USGP. I really do. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, like I know. <laughs> two, two, yeah. two stupid laps away from a 40 minute. I know. Minute, I was oh, pretty no. close. And I was, you know, and then it's like, yeah, man, I'm pulling away, like at the 30 minute mark. And yeah. Like, yeah. 
So yeah, you know. Like, oh, I know. One yeah. of them things, you know. No, I didn't want to bum you out. I don't want to. I don't want to leave it on a, on a, <laughs> no, on a bad note. I mean, note. you know, <laughs> I still feel pretty good about getting on the podium. So, oh yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. You know, like hey, it's a world championship race. Like yeah, all right. Especially like back then, like people need to understand what a big deal that was. It was the biggest deal to win a USGP. Yeah, right? yeah, and massive. all the big guys. You know, like yeah, you said, yeah. Joe Bay, right. you know, big world champion. Danny the poor, you know, Roll, rollerball, like rollerball. Don't forget about my yeah, hero. Rollerball, yeah, right. yeah, so. you know, like uh, yeah. Well, hey, uh, thanks, man. Thanks for the time. I really appreciate. it. I'm glad to get to know you a little <laughs> better. Um, I have a, I, I always had a lot of questions about you growing up reading motocross action. Like I, I couldn't figure out what your deal was, where you were, why you show up yeah. so fast and then be gone, and you know what I mean. Like it was just like I never understood that. And but every time you got a shot. Yeah. You perform very well, but now I know, so that's yeah. good. So, yeah, probably like there's a little more insight on it all. So, yeah, it's all been uh, like a process, but um, yeah. you know, I'm grateful to be here. Um, you know, I don't know, man. God's blessed me, and just like, um, so yeah, awesome, man. I'm well, here to tell you yeah. about it. <laughs> Thank you. Well, th- yeah. well, thanks for the time. I really appreciate it. The fly racing, yeah, no problem. Racer so, X yeah. podcast with Brian Myerskoff. Uh, good luck with everything, Brian. And uh, if you need anything, you've got my number, man. Thank you. Okay, thanks a lot. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane, Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take the money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. You know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Go circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. 
I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. Been no problem. My my ego got in the way, you know. The O Show, Johnny Omar. Stuff that you could you sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. Hey,